Welcome to the Monday Night Bible Study Podcast, where we explore deep and we explore wide in chapters of the Bible. Alrighty, well, let's get going, shall we? Yeah, I'm going to need to wear a mask tomorrow. So I'm really excited. Do you have, like, a notebook picked out? Not yet. Well, actually, I just got a notebook. We'll see. It's not here. I don't want to do a paper mask if it's going to be working out. But it's not here. I don't want to do a paper mask if it's going to be working out. So we're just going to get full of sweat. Where are you talking about? I haven't started yet, but I'm going to try to start going back to the gym tomorrow. But it sounds like I'm going to need to wear a mask. This one? The Crocs app. Yeah. Oh, okay. Have you ever, like, read through, like, little Clark's journals at all? I think I've read through a few of them, yeah. I'm like, that's kind of cool too. Yeah. History combined with. Okay. Body. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> too much chocolate in there for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Alrighty. Week number 20. 17, 18, 19. Our twentieth week. Oh. Do I do it? No. It is nine. Oh. Today the seventh. Yeah. Today the seventh. Yes. Seven. Blank. Twenty. Well, as usual, it took a few extra weeks than we had expected. <laughs> but not too us, many. Not too many, and I'm sure none of us are surprised. All right, let's see. Megan prayed last week. Brian was week 18. Leah, week 17. G-Man, week 16. Nicole was 15. Garrett was 14. Oh, Garrett, you got two back to it. Or is uh, Casey. Probably Grant. Oh, it was probably Grant. Mm-hmm. Where's, is Casey here? He, I don't know if he's back. Did he go somewhere this weekend? Yeah, he had a weekend thing with friends. You went back Thursday either. He's been back both between Indiana and Michigan. Like he was going. Oh, all right. Well, Casey, if you're listening to this, and we know you are, uh, we miss you. Uh, Casey prayed week 13. Jen was week 12. So I think that leaves Scott. You played week 11. So I think you're up. S. All right. Uh, We'll go this way. Babe, we'll start with you. I would say the weekend. Uh, just really, really nice to get away and just God, God is just really gracious to to give rest, like mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and maritally. <laughs> so, so I was I was just really thankful for that, um, and and thankful for a church and friends who make it so easy to get away. So, mm-hmm. you're just yeah, just in awe of what God is. Just gracious to do so um and then prayer i would say um, i don't know i haven't thought about this um i would say for our sunday school class and just um so we're going through we're just starting a new period of sunday school classes and um some of us are going through the gospel comes with housekeep i started reading it which and it's been really good um so i'm just praying um, I've been really convicted by it and want to be changed by it. Um, and like I'm thankful for.
for what God has taught me already, especially through my husband about hospitality, but like, especially reading this, I'm like, wow, I have so much left to learn. <laughs> so, um, so just, I just really want to be molded by it and just praying that, you know, other people will be impacted by it too. So. Sure. All right. Jen. <clears throat> um, I think, um, so my brother had a scan on last Tuesday um, to see if the trial that they've been doing has had any effect. Um, and he had been having so much pain during it that it seemed like there was going to be something that had happened systemically and not just in the area that they were injecting. Um, and the, the conclusion of the trial, or everything grew, um, but by the same rate that it's been growing. So the trial wasn't effective, but I think that most of us were sort of expecting that it would have just been gross metastasis and like really rampant growth um and it wasn't so just thankful for what seems like more time and an oncologist that you know has been really good with him and so um i guess just thankful for god sustaining there um and then Um, and then as far as prayer goes um, I pray for my now former co-worker um, his name is Adam Um, just just kind of a very strange week last week he was a new assistant that we had hired and um, my doctor ended up letting him go at the end of last week Um, so just pray for him Um, from some conversations we had it's that no. he might be redeemed um, okay. he goes to a church near Appleton and um, he's got two little kids and so um, just pray for him and then even just for opportunities for me at the office and sure. okay. conversations awesome. so, okay. All right. I would just continue to work in that for him totally Leah um, well I would have to say I'm very thankful for this past weekend it's just been a really good time um, just to rest and relaxation, how to have like, uh, some really nice conversations with people. Bye. Really uh, fun hikes. No. I thought it was supposed to rain all weekend, but the rain held off until like almost the very end, so I got to go on two hikes this weekend, so that was really good. Do you go outside? I was excited about that. Do you go outside? Awesome. And then um, I joined the church on Sunday, so that was really good. What? Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kenny and Kate and I all joined. Tonight's when you're giving your testimony before the church. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Sounds good. I'll be there. <laughs> okay. Well, so, because that's what we get for being gone on vacation. So. Yeah. <laughs> so that was really good. That's awesome. Being okay. that. So, so, yeah, that would be my praise. Kind of all a lot, all rolled into one, but it's going to be set up by Good Weekend. <laughs> As we often hear, and then for prayer, I just say, just continue prayer for the apartment hunting. So just that I would be able to find a few more leads and God is opening some doors for me. Okay. Nicole. Um, praise would have to be, yeah, it was a good weekend, especially today. It was so good to like catch my breath after the first two weeks of school. 
Um, so having the extra day off just to like relax and get stuff to yeah. do around the house and go hiking and stuff like that was really, really good. Um, and then also like a huge praise and just how good God is, is that um, I'm taking a couple college classes and so that was a little stressful because they were starting as school starting, but mm-hmm. um, one of my college professors didn't like check to make sure the video links were working. And so they weren't working, and he gave me credit for two videos and the two papers that went alongside of them. So I did not have to do those <laughs> That's awesome. this past week. Nice. So that was, like, so huge. It was like, thank you so much. Yep. <laughs> and I get that break. So that was just a praise. That's yeah, fantastic. Um, and then, yeah, and then I guess prayer um, just for continued, I think, direction in as I continue, like, to settle into, like, the newness of where I'm living and... Mm-hmm. routine to the school year and things like that but that would just kind of continue to direct me to um how else we spend my time because you just moved in in march right mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah which was like really weird because, <laughs> because it was just like a weird yeah. weird time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay scott um <clears throat> i don't know i think <clears throat> my praise would just be a conversation i had with a co-worker last night he he like he texted me. He's like, random question. Are you a Christian? <laughs> I, I guess that, that was a good thing. I wish he was like more confident in saying that. I mean, just as far as like a self reflection goes. Um, but I know he doesn't know me that well. Um, That's cool. And um, he it started because he they just recently had a kid, and he he like him and his wife were they didn't really like grow up um, like practicing a whole lot or anything and he was like yeah we had this kid and we're talking about and we don't know like should we baptize it we like we like he like just didn't know but he was like I I just felt this like when we had this child like that like God had a role in it and like and and so that's how the conversation started and so we got that really good talk um between a couple of our calls last night and it was it was just really good so um Yeah, just praise for that, and then a little bit of prayer that um, conversations like that continue, and their their uh, um, hunting of the good stuff continues. Mm-hmm. Um, and my prayer, I guess, would just be for me to um, just continually assess and recognize for like God's timing and God's plan and um, I don't know if I'm doing like a bad job at that but it's always something like I could probably improve on um, <clears throat> Sunday evening the whole like <laughs> talk about like be careful what you wish for because you mm-hmm. just might get it and just <laughs> things like that and and um, that was, that's been on my mind Got it. So, All right. that's really it yeah for sure G-Man. Um, I guess from a praise perspective, um, um, I had, like, even not super extensive, but really encouraging conversations with people um, at church over the weekend, uh, which is just really surprising. <laughs> 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 um, 
He went with the church and had good conversations yeah. with people. <laughs> just, just unexpected sources, like people that I don't necessarily have super deep relationships with, and then just coming out of you know all directions and having very complimentary things to say and um, being able to kind of off the cuff lead a Sunday school class without <laughs> prepping at all and not intending to. Thanks. Um, <laughs> um, I, I just was, I was really thankful and really enjoyed um, the opportunity to do that and um, just had a lot of feedback from that and I was like, wow, this one is just really, really encouraging. Um, and then over, over the weekend, we've been able to, uh, on two different occasions, uh, just help out at my grandma's, um, which is, it's strange, it's tough at times, but it's really good. It's an important time for the family, and even with uh, Jen helping alongside, it kind of like, just connect her even more, um, mm -hmm. I guess with my side of the family, if you will. Good. Um, so being able to kind of be there for one another and try to work through this together um, was really good. Okay. Um, so I guess those would be like two praises, I guess. Um, prayer, um, just with the new job and I don't know, just a lot of different things going on. Um, I just feel really kind of taxed a little lately. Um, energy level is kind of wonky. Still trying to figure out, you know, proper sleep pattern and trying to make those adjustments and um, this week's going to be a mess because just from a work perspective and trying to figure out what the best schedule is for that and taking on new responsibilities with the church and so I guess work-life balance and make that really concise sure and trying to understand the best way to navigate all that yep that makes sense I mean good good things to have but trying to have wisdom and discerning how to do that mm -hmm. yep Ryan uh, prayer. Um, so a uh, ex-girlfriend of mine, she recently had a baby, but uh, he died shortly after. Mm. So I just want to you know, have prayers for her, prayers for her husband, and um, just kind of, yeah, for that whole situation. So mm -hmm. um, sounds like it was early. It, he came early, so I think he's only like four pounds when he's born. So, so just prayers there. Um, praise. Just thankful for Garrett. Which one? You. Me? Oh. <laughs> really? Yep. You want to elaborate on that at all? No, not really. Just thankful for Wow. Thanks. No problem. Thankful for you too, Brett. No, you're past. You had your oh. chance. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you can't punish me. to try to write all this out. And I'm going to have to put my last Romans one on another page, which is going to hurt me. <laughs> Based on how you've organized your journal so far. <laughs> I know. Time. I did a great job. Uh, praise. Yeah, definitely just our vacation time. Like, I mean, everything about it we just went super smoothly. Weather was great. Just like, <laughs> You're being really gracious. Okay. <laughs> it was a good time. <laughs> 
Florida with a hormonal pregnant woman. Okay, we'll just leave it there. <laughs> it's still a good time. <laughs> so, yeah, I just like... I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But no, it was just, like, just really good time, and we were looking forward to it for a while, and, and like, we still get two more trips in September, so just excited for that. But, yeah, so just good, refreshing time, like, just kind of nice... Like, even just Saturday night, like, going to bed and being like, all right, like, I can just wake up tomorrow and, like, I don't have to worry about, like, rushing over to church and making sure, like, music stuff is ready and this and that and just, like, having to be on for, for that, which obviously I love, but it was just nice to, like, okay, like you said, four days of not having to be on for people or anything like that. So, so it was refreshing. It was really, really good. And then prayer, uh, probably just getting back into school, so I'm still trying to, like, catch up <laughs> a little bit, but... So. Alright, Scott, why don't you take it away? And then right. we'll dive into Romans 15. Good. Lord, uh, uh, on this Monday night, I just want to praise you for uh, what appears to be, um, and maybe according to your plan, uh, a, a lot of rest uh, on this Labor Day. And um, just the fact that so many people were able to kind of spend some time um, in other Christians company um, get, have some time to themselves just relax um, take a break with some of the stresses in their life we thank you so much for those opportunities and, and just so much um, for that 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 moment of, of peace for uh, really every everyone and the fact that everybody discussed that um, tonight is, is just uh, a great sign that that uh, you're working in everybody's life and and you know what we need and when we need it. So we just thank you for for that rest, Lord. Um, we thank you for the sustainment and the, and the level of Jim's brother's health. Um, and of course, that is a continued prayer that we all have for him. Yes, God. Another specific praise would be for Leah joining the church um, and joining the church family, not only not only as a, as a new teacher this year, but as just a member of the church body and um, to, to allow her to um, <clears throat> be a part of such a great group of, of people at Bay City. Um, we also praise you just for um, the way that you allowed Garrett to, to you used him to step up and, and without much warning, um, teach us one of the Sunday schools and, and that can be uh, so important, uh, I think, I think for, for Garrett and others as, as you get to use him um, to spread your word essentially with, with these other people on, on your day on Sunday. Um, and specifically for Garrett, just as Brian has mentioned. Um, but Lord, I wanna, I wanna make some prayers here. Pray for the continued Sunday school classes coming up uh, with with Megan um, and and her participation in those but more specifically just that you will help her grow through the current readings um, and help her just to be be a, a more hospitable person uh, in in the true sense of that and uh, representative of you Lord I pray for uh, Jen's 
former coworker and just his his release from work and that he has a, a family and that you have better plans for him at this time, Lord. And we know you do, and we know it, there's always a purpose. So we just pray that that he has some peace and find some solutions through this time. I want to pray for Leah and her continued um, apartment hunting, as that can be very stressful because this is ultimately where she will be living, and it's an it's important part in one's life here and that she just um, <clears throat> however long it takes she comes across what what you have planned for her I'd like to pray for Nicole and just um, that she could continue to look for you for direction that she may need in this this kind of new journey in this new year that she she has ahead of her with um, physically moving and and um, <clears throat> The school year being just kind of a non non-standard year and, and just her whole displacement in that moment as well so we just pray that she will look to you for continued guidance in this moment I want to pray for Garrett and uh, just that he can that you can help facilitate a, a, a better routine and, and and show him a good balance with effort put in but yet rest with all the things going on in his life we know that these things going on in his life are important and they're all good but they can be they can be burdensome and they can be stressful and we would just pray that um, over time he finds comfort um, in you and you help comfort him um, with balance in all of that I'd like to pray for uh, this child as well Lord that was just taken um, very early from this world but brought into your world and we just we know that you are um, <clears throat> you are in charge Lord and you just have um, the, the answers and, and you know you know all and this is according to your plan we just pray that the the parents of this child um, see that and find you and find peace in you and just know that this child is in a better place with you now Lord then I want to pray for Aaron and that he can just continue to catch up with his schooling as he's been putting in so much effort with uh, the church and teens this summer that uh, he now has an opportunity to focus on his his own growth um, which will ultimately help others going forward here um, to in, in spreading your word so we just pray for him and that Lord um, I want to praise you Lord for just bringing us together tonight uh, you know so well the power that um, Christian hearts that when they come together has um, we thank you so much for Romans um, we thank you that we'll be able to use this Lord um, going forward we, we know we'll have some great takeaways this evening and I would just like to pray for um, continued continued efforts um, <clears throat> to use your word that we'll read here tonight to just fight the evil that's in all of our lives and in this world and we just praise you so much for uh, allowing us to, to fight that evil Lord on your behalf um, so I'd just like to pray one more time for some great takeaways from Romans this evening as we near the end of this book and uh, that we have some good clarity in our minds and in our hearts on what we want to study next as I'm sure it will apply to us and your world going forward so in Jesus' name Thanks, Scott.
Alrighty. Grab some more uh, coffee, cocoa, tea, water, sparkling water. In a few weeks, we'll add kombucha. Uh, kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> kombucha. It's been a rough day for it's Aaron. Been a rough day. Yep. We're still not. We're working on cheese in our brains again. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit. It's on beach time. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. I think on the drive up here, Aaron spooned her eyes four, three or four times. Going on accident? Yeah. And it was just so funny because, like, every time I had no idea what you were saying. <laughs> it's like, wait, what did I just say? Hold on. Yeah. Wait. But, like, really walk out when he's like, he's like, there's so much time and so little to do. Wait. Oh, stop. Here, my Reverse that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Yeah. Do you want ice cream, Brian? It's in the freezer. Nope. Okay. I'll just stick to this. Thank you. Okay, really good. Alrighty, guys. Romans 15. So tonight we'll finish up 15, and then that's next good. week we'll wrap it up. Wow. Here we go. Final two weeks. So we'll do 15, and then we'll end by uh, after we finish Romans 15, we'll talk through. Kind of what our top four, five, or three, or six finalists will be, and then we'll vote this week. Like, I'll, and then that way next Monday we'll know what we'll start the following. So, which means we'll start our new study the fourteenth, September twenty-first. But in the meantime, we got two chapters left. Okay, chapter fifteen. So Paul is starting to wrap up uh, his letter, and so after talking through disputed matters of uh, he wants a unified church. And we'll finally see him lay out in his own words why he wants and needs the church to be unified so that they can become his new supporting church to keep propelling him westward, which we'll see in the chapter. So that's the basic gist of chapter 15. So let's go. We left off on verse... Well, let's pick up at verse 3. Oh, wait, we can do that. So 15.3. Can we start at 1? Uh, that's fine. Yeah, we can do 15 one. We're going to take all 15. Again, like we said many times, verses like 1 through 3 are hinge verses. So let's jump back on that hinge and let's swing this. Yeah, well, yeah, we won't discuss it. We just read it. So two verses at a time. We'll go in the same order. Babe, we'll start with you. Okay. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as is, as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs. And in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written, Therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again, it is said, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles. In him will the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you may 
abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I myself am convinced about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and are able to admonish one another. Nevertheless, I have written to remind you more boldly on some points because of the grace given me by God to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, serving as a priest of the gospel of God. My purpose is that the Gentiles may be an acceptable offering sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In Christ Jesus, then, I have reason to be proud of my work for God, for I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and all the way around to, yep, <laughs> I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ, and thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. But as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand. This is the reason why I have so often been hindered from coming to you. But now, since I no longer have any room for work in these regions, and since I have longed for many years to come to you, I hope to see you in passing as I go to Spain, and to be helped on my journey there by you once I have enjoyed your company for a while. At present, however, I am going to Jerusalem bringing aid to the saints. For Macedonia and Achaia have been pleased to make some contribution for the poor among the saints of Jerusalem. For they were pleased to do it, and indeed they owe it to them. For if the Gentiles have come to share in their spiritual blessings, they ought also to be of service to them in material blessings. When therefore I have completed this, and have delivered to them what has been collected, I will leave for Spain by way of you. And I know that in coming to you I shall come in the fullness of Christ's, Christ's blessing. I urge you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to join me in the struggle by your prayers to God on my behalf. Pray that I may be rescued from the unbelievers in Judea, that my ministry to Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints, and that, by God's will, I may come to you with joy and be refreshed together with you. May the God of peace be with you all. Amen. There it is. Okay, well, anything like... Maybe relatively quickly on like four through six. I know we've hashed out one through 15, one through three a little bit, but maybe any initial thoughts on four, five, and six? Either maybe quickly looking back to what we talked about in Romans 14 or even looking ahead. Yeah. Questions, comments, confusions, clarifications, contemplations? Uh, just that like all these things that we've been called to and and like loving one another in this way like god is granting the encouragement and the endurance there like yeah we're not doing that at our own strength mm-hmm. kind of with that i was just I guess I've never heard the phrase like God of endurance. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I kinda know what he's getting at by it, but it's just it was interesting. Is mm-hmm. it, is he called that anywhere else in the Bible? The God of endurance. Yeah. 
Not that it's like, you know, Greek mythology, like the mythology. Yeah, the god of thunder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, you no, know. it is interesting that he's like given that title mm -hmm. almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah god of, I mean, at least the one who gives endurance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Can you guys think of any passages? Gives endurance and I guess also is endurance like he and yep. will endure anything. <clears throat> when you think about Christ too, because he kind of brings that in like throughout too, like like Christ was the one who fully endured and fully mm. encouraged in the same hands. So yeah, I think that's good to pull out Scott. Mm -hmm. And knowing if Christ endured through mm -hmm. suffering, then we can live with live in harmony with people too. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the same. Hebrews twelve. Twelve two. I rejoice that before him endured the cross. Mm -hmm. I'm just double checking the vocabulary. I mean Psalms talks about like the steadfast love, like God's character enduring forever. But as far as just like himself enduring and that endurance being a characteristic yeah. of itself. Hebrews is good. That's good to pull out there. Yeah, it's the same word too, so. Yeah, thanks for bringing that, Scott. That's really good. And cool to see how he connects that then with community in the church. Mm -hmm. That was Christ's example. And it takes endurance to live in harmony yeah. with your local church. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you need patience and to keep enduring when. Right. But that's what love does. Yeah, love endures all yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, love endures all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and since God is love, then the means that God also has patience and endures. How does welcoming one another have to do with that? Over oh, seven, like, therefore, yep. accept or welcome one another? Is that in regard to, like, all of the Romans 14, like, reconvening again as two very different groups and, like, matters of community? But, like, what that looks like carried out and practiced. <laughs> no, but that's helpful. Mm -hmm. It seems like it. Well, verse 6 kind of connects with that too. Yeah. So that you may glorify God yep. and our Lord Jesus Christ mm -hmm. with one mind and one voice. You can't really do that if you're not welcoming one another. So it's not just glorifying God together with people that you know, but also with people that you may not. Mm -hmm. We're still connected in Christ. Mm hmm. And that part of glorifying God is meant to be together. Like, it's not just a personal, like, well, I'm just going to do, like, a me and God kind of thing. And, like, it doesn't matter if I, like, have all these issues with my brothers and sisters. Like, yeah. as long as we're all worshiping Jesus, right? Yeah. It's like, well, Paul didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and, like, Christ welcomed both Jews and Gentiles to the same gospel. Yeah, you know, which I think is huge. Two different gospels, it's one gospel. I think Paul's saying you should be one church. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. 
those differences shouldn't totally matter mm -hmm. in this context. Which then ripples down into such unit unifying application. Like mm -hmm. like we're probably not going to struggle with Jew and Gentile as much, no. but there are certainly things that are going to like anything that divides us. Whether it's like we're all rich or poor, or you know these hobbies or that hobby or whatever, yeah. it's like that doesn't that doesn't matter when we come to when we gather together. Mm -hmm. And Christ's example of welcoming isn't just like saying like okay, like we can sort of coexist. Yeah. Like yeah. When Christ welcomed us, He died for us and mm -hmm. brings us in as co-heirs, and like yeah. in the, that welcoming is. Has a lot of implications. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I think it's. I'm glad you pointed it out, Jen. Not just like a. All right, we can. Get I think it's something like that's on like a mat. You know, like yeah. you just like you're granted admittance. You know. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Which makes me kind of think about like hospitality. Yeah. Now that I'm on this pick, but like. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah, hospitality and welcoming people isn't just saying, "Oh yeah, okay," you know come on over whenever the door's open, but, you know, but I still need my space, you know, like, you know, that's, <laughs> Christ died for those people and inconvenienced himself in order to love those people. So then that's what I should be doing, too. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's move on, just because there's going to be a lot to cover in 15, <laughs> so uh, let's take 7 through 13. I guess we already kind of talked about seven a little bit, but one and seven through thirteen. It's kind of interesting in verses eight and nine that he compares like the different reasons why Christ came to Jews and Gentiles. Like he came in verse eight to the Jews to like like the truthfulness of God's character but like verse 9 focuses more on like God's mercy like it's like the expected and the unexpected and just mm -hmm. like the different ways God provided mercy mm -hmm. I just find that interesting mm -hmm. yeah because it's kind of like, like he made the promise to the patriarchs mm -hmm. so okay he's confirming that he's faithful in that and yet it's like in a way, it's his mercy that he showed it to the Gentiles because they weren't, you know, a part of that original oh, promise. Gentiles, as has been written from a long time ago, is, is the purpose of that to kind of set up his request to the church, but the church is already half Gentile, half Jew, right? Yeah, it's a mix. Yeah, any thoughts, like, why does Paul bring up this whole, like, Old Testament theology of the Gentiles? Because it seems like he's already kind of done that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I almost wonder if he's kind of trying to point out that 
even though you didn't, like, to the Jews, even though you didn't expect this mercy to be extended to the Gentiles, God always intended mm. this. Mm. And so, like, this isn't just, like, a temporary thing. Like, this is permanent for the Gentiles. Like, yeah. You need to say, like, all right, they're part of our family now. Like, mm-hmm. accept them and, like, Good. don't look at their lineage. Like, they mm. are now, like, your brothers in Christ. And, like, that was planned. Mm. They're not just, like, this little intruder. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it seems like he keeps hitting that point yeah. like over and over and over again, which I'm sure they need to hear as much as we do. But mm-hmm. does that tie into like the harmony that he was talking about? I think so. Mm-hmm. Where they can live in harmony and glorify God to get, like Jew or Gentile, they can glorify God together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Paul's trying to zoom out to get the whole kind of like Lee was saying, like get that big the whole picture perspective of like this God's plan has always been to have a family composed of all the nations mm-hmm. like that's that wasn't a God didn't like go to his emergency drawer <laughs> yeah. and pull that pull that out or like like that was always part of his plan was having a family comprised of all nations and so when you have that big perspective you have the big perspective you zoom in and say so it doesn't matter what and, and it's not, and I think this does more like Jen's point of like welcoming, yeah. like that that kind of helps align our heart with God, where it's like if God is stoked about having a multi ethnic family, then I should be stoked. Like not just like okay, well I have to welcome you because I'm commanded. It's like mm-hmm. no, like this like God's stoked about this, so I'm stoked about this. Like that changes the way that we view our local church and other churches of other Christians from other nations and missionary movements, it's like, that should, yeah, that just, it should just stoke us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, it stuck out to me too, like, um, how it's building to the point where he says that he's a minister of the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. So, I think kind of too, kind of backing up, like, you know, saying like, yeah, this is God's plan, and this is the specific mission field that God has yes. sent me to. Yeah. Yep. This is kind of your classic, ar- not classic argument, but like, like the world is bigger than just like your, your little petty thing. Like, look what God is doing, like around the known world. Yeah. And like that just puts your petty little squabbles in such perspective when you remember, like God is, all the Gentiles will praise Him, all the peoples, all the nations will praise Him. Yeah, like he quotes like four different scriptures. Mm-hmm. Yep. And building this, like, just trying to emphasize it. And it is really, like, it is so awesome to think about, like, that God's plan was that big, that his plan mm-hmm. has always been to save all the peoples. Um, and that is, you know, a reason to praise and mm-hmm. just be in yep. awe. So I think an important question then to voice and perhaps wrestle with a little bit. Um, what is the significance then of setting apart the people of the Jews, like the Jewish race, if you will, um, if their rejection is simply a means to the fruition of God's ultimate plan and design anyway, of including the Gentiles? So what was the point of the Jews the whole time? Maybe. 
um, the significance, I guess, of setting them apart for them to ultimately reject him in accordance with the plan as it was. Like, why not establish that from the beginning of an all-inclusive family, if you will? Just good. Any thoughts? Well, I think, like, practically speaking, like, if there were not any group of people that God had specifically called out and, like, chosen to preserve, there wouldn't have been records kept that, you know, since that long ago. I think it's a part of it. Mm -hmm. That's a super practical reason, mm -hmm. but I never heard that one possible way. Because otherwise, like... Someone's so, gonna preserve stuff. Yeah, and so many <laughs> yeah. nations from that long ago, like there's no trace of them left. You know. Sure. Yep. So we we have no writings left, but God mm -hmm. has preserved writings from like the mm -hmm. beginning of time. Yep. Which is not really possible outside of His mm -hmm. will. Sure. So. I'm thinking about too, like on top of that, like in a in a spiritual sense too, like if if Israel was meant to um, foreshadow mm -hmm. the believer, then it, that's, I guess, hard to do when, when you're picking and choosing from all these different places. But like one, you know, one group has rejected God and failed him over and over and over again, and they need a redeemer. Mm -hmm. And then you Jesus and okay now I'm the redeemer now you like Leah are the new Israel like and granted like there are some different views on that but sure yeah I wonder if that's part of it too like picking out one to represent the one that would come mm -hmm. even well, knowing oh sorry no good now I'm talking about okay well another question to ask is like why are we even able to have a conversation about nations like, why is that a thing? Like, where are nations formed? There are no nations until Tower of Babylon. So what? So therefore, anytime we read about nations in the Bible, we have to upload the Tower of Babylon. Because what happened at the Tower of Babylon? Humans rebelled, and then God dispersed the nations. <clears throat> and now, like, so th through their rebellion, nations were created, and then God has always planned that he is going to, he's going to rescue those nations that were formed and disinherited, and then he would re-inherit them. So then the plan, so as soon as the Tower of Babylon is over, the question is, God's, because, and that makes sense, like, Tower of Babylon is, is Genesis 11, what happens in Genesis 12? Abraham's called. Yeah. Yeah. And the first thing God says is, I'm going to bring blessing through you, all the families or nations of the earth will be blessed. So God, the nations rebel, God disinherits them, but then says, I'm going to work out, out a plan. Huh? Sorry. Yeah, yep. So then God says, but... I'm not done with the nations, and I will get them back. Mm -hmm. Well, and even, like, if you look at the history of Israel, too, like, God was really clear that they were to welcome the nations. Mm -hmm. And that's something that Israel missed all the time. Yep. So even when it was just Israel, it was still never about Israel. Nope. Yeah, Israel was always the means by which God was going to bring the nations back. Mm 
even like God's choice of Israel was a a way for the people of that time to see like Christ. Because obviously they never lived to see Christ, but they saw a picture of Christ and like mm-hmm. saw the promises of Christ to come totally. through that choosing out mm-hmm. and that redemption plan. Yep. Which like, exactly for them is like a concrete way to be like, oh, okay, I can have faith in the fact that God will do this mm-hmm. through what I'm seeing now. Yep. Yeah, because he chose Abraham like, yeah. it just says God chose Abraham, mm-hmm. not because of anything Abraham did, just purely yeah. out of God's free grace. He yeah. chose Abraham. He delivers them out of slavery. He, I mean, like, come on. <laughs> he does all these redemption things in order to bring. And then, so, and the big part of that, too, is, like, the choosing of God's, of Israel as his own, like, he talks, why he talks about him, like, Israel is my son and my special possession, is because part of that disinheriting of the nations also coincides with spiritual Mm -hmm. beings rebelling, and they they become the rulers over nations. Mm -hmm. So God, like, hands over the nations to these rebellious spiritual beings and but god says one day like i will get those nations like israel i will be the god of israel and through israel i will bring back the nations and judge spiritual evil and rescue the nations from under the domain of spiritual evil Mm -hmm. like it's a cosmic nationwide multi-ethnic rescue mission which is why the old testament talks so much about like all the nations will praise you because right now they're captured under spiritual beings. And yet God's going to rescue them. Did I answer your question? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on his side. <laughs> this is all really good stuff. I'm just looking at it, how he asked it, I'm still like... It's like a biblical shot of espresso. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, then, so then, can we say Israel is like sort of a collective remnant in that the very presence of nations is um, a distinction or an act of defiance, ultimately a rejection of God's design for people. Sure. And that out of that chaos and disorder, God selects a nation, preserves them, and uses them as a means or conduit to ultimately restore things the way he had initially designed them. You just summarized Genesis through Revelation. <laughs> but, like, that is. I mean, like, what, what is, like, Revelation, what does John see? He sees a new heaven and a new earth. And he sees a new Jerusalem. And what does John see? He sees the kings of the nations entering the new Jerusalem. I think I always saw that on, like, well, I shouldn't even say that definitively that I saw it that way. I think I've always focused it more on the Salvific aspect and not so much on the nation people group design Mm -hmm. so it's able to see the remnant in a new way yeah yeah so like and also all those seeds are there and like that's why like through like jesus comes as the figurehead of that that through jesus he unleashes that blessing and the possibility of salvation Mm -hmm. to all the nations yeah so i think exactly what you said does that summarize what you were kind of getting at then like why israel probably (laughs) (laughs) i think i meant someone but I, th- I think so. Yeah, it's certainly helpful. Maybe it's not all-inclusive, but I think there's a lot there to apply mm-hmm. to. Yeah, I mean, look at verse 12. Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will appear, okay, Jesus, 
the one who rises to rule the Gentiles or the nations. A king of kings over all the all the nations. Is there like something to be said? I don't know. I think there. There's. I might be totally off the mark here, but the difference in the nation of Israel and the Gentiles being in their own category is there something to be said about like how that can apply just to like individuals just yesterday today and in the future in terms of like their salvation as well like you have like <clears throat> almost individuals who are like like we Pastor Brown talked about is like born into a Christian family and it, like they're just kind of like they become saved like early on and they're just mm -hmm. like whatever and then you have like a whole diverse group of people who just might take 50 years or like all different backgrounds Christian non-Christian families and there's still hope for them to be saved as well like is, is that like an analogy I guess um, yeah I don't know and I don't know if that even like applies to like what we're talking about here but no I think it's a valid question what were you saying Jen <laughs> well, you know, I want to be careful how I say this too because I feel like I could step on some toes um, potentially. Um, but before I kind of like move on from the topic, um, I think it's important too then how we evaluate America and its importance. Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes that gets a bit strained and skewed um, because we are prone to forget that America is not God's chosen remnant or people group. What? And <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you were thankful for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think those um, and then also, like we were just saying, you know, the, I, I think sometimes um, there is sort of a evaluation of America as the superior nation when we mm -hmm. forget also at the same time that uh, nations are not how God designed people to function. Mm -hmm. So I think that's worth pointing out. Yep. Hmm. That's interesting. Like, cause, like, I've heard people say, well, you know, like, America's not in Revelation, and you know, like... Yeah, like, that, those that, that, responses. That sure. whole thing, or maybe on the other side of things, but even just seeing, like, the construct of, like, these nations isn't an eternal, like, God's design Eden thing. Like that's that's helpful there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. North North North. North. I go through a lot of struggles with that because I consider myself like a huge patriot, but I I always find myself going back to so many things like like I I, I do believe like America at least like to me is, is like a, it's a blessing mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. um, and and America as any nation is is part of God's plan, I guess, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, so it has a purpose and I'm just, I'm thankful for its purpose and God's plan, I guess. But I, you know, I always like, you know, I revere the American flag and everything. And, and I get, I, I talk about this a lot, how like frustrated I am when like, I just see like our country like divided and everything. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because it always will be because it's not perfect. Right. Like our country right. will not yeah. be perfect. So you have like the American flag here, which, you know, like, 
I cherish, but then what is above the American flag? And there's one more thing, and it's the cross. Exactly. You know, and it's like, mm-hmm. um, I try to like remind myself of that all the time. And when I, when I get yep. worried about like what's happening in our country and all that typical like exactly you know fireside chat stuff, like um, I just like yeah. It, it, it's it's clear why there's division and because we are we're we're a nation and we're not mm-hmm. we're not a nation in heaven we're not like exactly I don't know yeah yeah the effects of the Tower of Babylon still ripple through <clears throat> and sin yeah. still ripples through and 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 like exactly right and and again like I love the way John puts it in the end of Revelation because what he he sees the New Jerusalem so it's really great like I encourage you guys to read it but so he sees New Jerusalem and he says he sees the kings of the nations entering jerusalem so this is cool like yeah maybe nations are not god's original design and yet god still uses sure, them yeah, yeah but then what yeah yeah but what so what john says though is he says the kings of all the nations are entering in and he says they're bringing the glory of their nations with them into oh. the new jerusalem huh. which is like the most ambiguous phrase but i think is so awesome because like the new jerusalem even though it may not be eden as god originally designed it the new jerusalem will be eden but better and so somehow God is going to use this thing called the nations to be composed in the new Jerusalem, and yet every nation will bring their own glory into the new Jerusalem. Like the diversity and yeah. the difference in each one. Mm-hmm. And, like... and that's all John says. I saw the kings of the nations entering, each of them bringing the glory of their nation with them, or bringing their glory with them. Which is like, so the best thing about America... Like, is it going to be part of the New Jerusalem? But so is the best thing about China and Babylon and Pakistan mm-hmm. and, I mean, you and the Uyghurs mm-hmm. and Taiwan and <laughs> Brazil and, like, you name the nation mm-hmm. and every nation, according to what John saw, is going to have, like, mm-hmm. their glory represented there, which is yeah. just super cool. And so then you come to Paul and Paul's like, how in the world could you be disunified? Like, you have that vision like, that's why you can have, like, a Pakistani and an American and a Chinese person singing the gospel and talking about the gospel together. Because mm-hmm. it's just what God is doing mm-hmm. for all of human history. Mm-hmm. Like, that big of a glorious vision, like, there's no way you can show up at church and be, like, ticked at your foreign immigrant Christian or whatever. Yeah. Like, it just mm-hmm. doesn't work. Any other thoughts on, like, 7 through 13? Why does he end in 13? Okay, any thoughts on 13? I was actually thinking about that, and I was was kind of thinking, you know what, he's kind of building up to this point with all this praise and kind of like who God is and just how awesome his plan is for the nations. And then he ends like, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. And like, I don't know, like, at least for me, like, looking back and seeing God's amazing plan from the beginning mm-hmm. of time to yeah. restore the nations, to bring salvation, and seeing his faithfulness in it, despite everything that has mm-hmm. happened, like, that kind of, like, fills you with hope in in a sense of looking forward to the hope to come, like, totally. seeing mm-hmm. how God has been faithful through time to bring Christ, it's like, okay, yeah, he's going to be faithful to be able to carry yes. it through no matter what craziness happens, exactly. like we, we have that hope and it's mm-hmm. 
that's like an exciting thing to say yeah look like before christ came he said it's me for the gentiles and look now it's come and so yes. we have that hope that to look forward to in heaven that he's going to be able to mm-hmm. kind of carry it through so totally. I don't know, that's how i was kind of looking at it yeah, mm-hmm. yeah nicole i think you're spot on i think that's exactly what what he's getting at that's really good okay any other itching thoughts otherwise let's tackle the next section all right let's take 14 through oh man i guess we can just kind of take the end this is kind of all of his uh well actually no let's do 13 through 21 14 through 21 sorry so 14 through 21 questions comments confusions I was talking with um, Leah a little bit about this today, but I love, like, I love looking at Paul's, like, teaching style, because um, I took a class on Foundations of Christian Education, and it just kind of made those things stick out to me, like, as a teacher, like, you kind of know, like, when you're dealing with the class, like, the best ways to motivate them and encourage them to get them to do, you know, what they need to do, sure. um, and, you know, it's just neat to see, like, Paul kind of has that same approach here where he's, like, telling him, like, look, I'm satisfied that you are full of goodness. And, like, just that, like, how important it is to encourage one another. Like, we can get so nitpicky and being, like, so, like, like, messages on Sunday. Like, finding the specks in each other's eye. And just, like, hey, like, do this, do this, do this, do this. But, like, part of being a part of the body of Christ is just encouraging one another. And I know, like, I've had people in my life who, when they come up to me and say, wow, like, when you did such and such, that was so great, or I love how you did this, and it really encouraged me, or that was great, like, it encourages me to continue in that area. Totally. And so, like, Paul here, you know, it's kind of like, he's encouraging them, saying, look, like, you are full of goodness, you're filled with knowledge, you're able to instruct one another, like, that way of, like, um, coming alongside and just saying, hey, you guys better keep instructing one another, Mm -hmm. but he just kind of reaffirms that in them, um, and I just think that's kind of neat to see how he does that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's significant, like, where he does this in the book, too. You know, it's mm-hmm. right towards the end. So he doesn't want to, like, leave them with, like, oh, this is what you need to do. But he wants to leave them with this encouragement. Mm-hmm. And, like, sure, there was a time for, like, all right, I need to kind of shape you and mold you where you're going to go. But... Mm-hmm. He wants to end it with that encouraging tone. Yeah, well put. And then, like, when he does have those, like, frank conversations, mm-hmm. like, he he clarifies, like, he's an ambassador and, yep. and like, he's passing along in priestly service the gospel and, like, um, and he, he definitely justifies his position. Yeah. Um, like, like the, it's not just like his opinion. Yeah. Like, but mm-hmm. like, this is God's word. So I've had to be frank with you because of this. But, mm-hmm. and he kind of shows like his motivation behind it. He's right. not like, I'm not just saying this so that I can be really particular or persnickety, but like, like flex I, my apostolic yeah, authority. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. He's yeah. saying like, I genuinely want your service be acceptable to God. Mm -hmm. And he was like, and I feel a responsibility to do this for you. Mm -hmm. 
as you know, we work together in our mission to serve God. Yeah, exactly. That's cool that he clarifies that there. And like, and to like Nicole's point in that, like, I know that when I've been rebuked or like when people within the body have had to have like really frank conversation that's uncomfortable, like this sort of like, you know, peeling all of that back and, and like revealing their heart and their motivation, like Mm -hmm. that prompts me to be motivated Mm -hmm. to like give credence to it and not just let my pride like flare up. Totally. So Mm -hmm. it's just a helpful example. Making me think about how I, like how I receive, like truth, and also how I mm-hmm. go about sharing it with others. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that was really really helpful conversation. That's good. What else? Fourteen twenty one. I think it's a little interesting that Paul in this section is very specific about like he's just speaking to the Gentiles pretty much mm-hmm. like this whole section and I think there's kind of an implied kind of nod towards the Jews like he's saying I need no I'm here to make sure the Gentiles or are I'm bringing the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed but he's kind of a like saying to the Jews, like you already know all this, so you should be already doing this. Mm. Like these same attitudes and actions, like you've been taught to do this already. That's why I'm not including you in this section because you already know this. Huh. And that might be just me reading into it. <laughs> no, I think that's interesting though. And he's, I mean, just like pulling up the Old Testament, like you guys should know, like this is. Mm-hmm. What God expects you to do already. Yeah, exactly. Like this is what God is up to. Yeah. Kind of so, like. Let's get going. How a teacher talks to the new kid in the class, like, "All right, here are our rules," but like everyone else who's been there, they're kind of reaffirming, like, "Hey, just so you remember, these are what we expect." Mm-hmm. This is uh, not really about the text specifically, but this last part where he's like talking about, well, I'll just say this, like, how are these letters or this letter distributed to the Romans? Hmm. Come back, come back next week. (laughs) Like, Like I, you know, like I. I speak to you brothers and like obviously like that's pretty generic like like what is his dis- distribution list like yeah um that's literally will be chapter 16 chapter 16 is gonna be like okay hey matthias keep keep up the good work hey chloe uh you know you're doing a great job uh hey you know Matthew, bring me my cloak. <laughs> so chapter sixteen is gonna is gonna mention that, but uh, basically the short version of it is Paul is he's got his little scribe person jotting down the letter, and then that person 
is going to then be the errand boy to run the letter to Rome and then make sure and give instructions of like, hey, you guys read it. And then I got to go over to the, the house church a couple blocks down the road and they're going to read it. And then, sure. then the house church a couple blocks farther down and they got to read it. And that's multiple it. copies made. Probably. Yeah. Yep. Most likely. This is why we have, okay. yeah, where all manuscripts come from. Yep. Okay. And there, there was, there's like intent in terms of like, who in Rome? He's Rome is huge. Like, like who he's giving it to, or is he just like sending it with people and saying, "Hey, like, go find places where you can bring this to, and then bring it to the next place." Yeah, sure. So it, it functioned more uh, kind of the way it would work would be you just you there be ne- kind of like house church networks is probably the best way to describe how churches function during this time. So you would have yeah multiple house churches that were all affiliated and, and kind of work together. So you were like the Church of Rome. Obviously, it's they're they're not like gathering at like the Roman amphitheater. You know, it's not like a mega church all yeah. gathered together. Yeah, and then they do a PowerPoint. Like yeah, yeah, them. exactly. Yeah, so they're up there like PowerPoint and everything. The whole worship band, you know, exactly. So the Church of Rome is all of the house churches uh, that make up kind of the church in and like they would have they would have a variety of gatherings, some like small and intimate. Uh, depending on the size of the house, I'm sure there were like other gatherings kind of all together. So it'd be like, you know, the Church of Green Bay, like, mm-hmm. you know, Spring Lake and Life Church and, you know, whatever kind of, we all work together, but we just don't function necessarily the same way anymore. But so does that make sense? Does that answer your, yeah. so, and we'll read about the guy who's writing it and probably delivering it in chapter 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question because we don't often think about that. We just imagine like, you know, come to the evening service this week. To, yeah, we got a letter in the mail. This yeah, week. we got a letter <laughs> in the mail. Like, <laughs> that's so good. Yes, the New Testament letters are not blues clues. <laughs> Jen, that's great. I I am gonna use that forever. Now. That's really good. I don't think like I don't think any of our teens will probably know what you're talking. No. Oh, I think they're bringing it back. I thought. Are they? I thought they brought it back, or with a different dude. I'm I'm so out of the times. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll soon probably be getting back. I thought that when I became a youth pastor's wife, I'm still not sure. But you'll have a whole. I mean, yeah, you might want to start like start watching them now, kind of figure out right. what right. shows you like to watch. We did get Paw Patrol mac and cheese Ooh. while I'm on vacation and in preparation. Nice. There you go. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, what else on fourteen twenty one? Can we go through? Oh, uh, yeah. So, what's, what? How does yours word sixteen? The ending of mine is kind of strange. The ending of sixteen for me, at least. Okay. Mine says, my purpose is that the Gentiles may be an acceptable offering sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So what what does that all mean? Okay. Thoughts? So he's offering the Gentiles that he's saved. Yeah. As, as sharing a, the gospel with, yeah. Offering to, to God? That seems weird to me. It is an odd Any thoughts? Is this like... An offering of like service, like your life service, like you might say, "Oh, I surrender my life over to you, Lord, to, you know, have me serve however you will." Is it that type of offering? Well, it just seems weird, just because the mind says the offering up of the Gentiles, so it seems like mm. he's not off- offering himself; sure. he's offering 
big Gentiles. Gentiles. No, that's yeah, that's yeah, clearly so, yeah. Like I feel like we use this. I don't know that it's a direct jump, but like I feel like we use this language like with marriage, right? Like, like preparing a bride, like to be presented. Oh yeah, yeah. Like without spot or blemish, and like makes that like we see that analogy with the church as a whole. Maybe not Gentile specific, but like, like that that we would be presented as a bride, sanctified, like yeah. sanctified me yeah i guess maybe just kind of like fill it out yeah a little, a little bit more yeah because sure. i mean i get the again overarching idea of what sanctifies means but yeah we can park on that a little bit thoughts yeah does it have roots in the old testament that idea of sanctification <clears throat> i feel like it has to yeah uh yeah so well for i think if we define the word sanctified or sanctification first that'll help us jump back to the Old Testament. So what does the word sanctified mean? Or what's the root idea behind it? Isn't it like set apart? Set apart or holy. Mm -hmm. So sanctified, sanctification, uh, the word saint comes mm -hmm. from saint. So sanctification is Latin. 
which is why we have so sanct a sanctum, a sanctuary, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, something that is if you're sanctioned to do yeah. something, you're set apart for that. So, so that comes from Latin, which means set apart or holy. Uh, the Greek word is just hagios, just means holy. So, like when Paul says to the saints in Rome, he it's literally to the holy ones. So the whole church, because we're made holy in Jesus, like that's where our holiness comes from. So therefore, the word holy, so you could say made holy. Anytime you see the word sanctified, you could translate it as made holy or being made holy. Okay. Which then, when you go to the Old Testament, yes, the word holy is everywhere. So so, so it might not be in the Old Testament just because of the, the way language barrier. Yeah, maybe. the way the language, yep. Yep, because, but the word holiness, which is just um, Kadesh, in mm -hmm. Hebrew is everywhere. So mm -hmm. you shall be Kadesh because I am mm -hmm. Kadesh. Mm -hmm. Holy. Same. So then here this idea is not necessarily progressive sanctification mm. by the Holy Spirit. Like he's not saying that, mm. you know, eventually you'll become holy. But he's saying like I'm presenting to them presenting them acceptable and holy. By the Holy Spirit. Like, this is the work that God has done. Right? It seems like it. Like, positionally? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, positional sanctification. Yeah. So is he saying that, like, even though there's all these problems in the church, like, they're converted so they are holy? It's a, Yeah. I mean, it's still not clear what he means, like, whether it's, like, a becoming more holy okay. or he's viewing them as, like, because of Jesus, you are holy. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a little both. But when you do see that throughout Paul too, like he uses sanctification in in like so many different ways, yeah. like whether it's at salvation or this time between salvation and glory, and then at glory, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. like this continual like yes, you're made holy now, but then you're also being made holy, yeah. and then you're gonna be finally holy, but that doesn't mean you're any less holy to <laughs> begin with. I know. So. Is the Holy Spirit the agent of sanctification? Or the means by? Uh, definitely a big part of it. And so we would conclude that the, or we would acknowledge that the function of the Holy Spirit is different in the Old Testament versus the New. Right? Mm. Uh, in some senses? Cause it, I don't, yeah. In, as far as like indwelling and like, because even salvation itself is the result is the same, but the you know the mm -hmm. avenue of it's a little different. Old versus New Testament. Mm -hmm. yep. So I'm just trying to figure out then mm -hmm. sanctification in the Old Testament is that existing because mm -hmm. the offering system is not really a means of sanctification, is it? I think it's more of a like forestalling God's wrath, like as a temp like a temporary appeasement of that wrath before the final sacrifice of Christ. So then, our Old Testament people are they being progressively sanctified in a different way, or how does that work with the New Testament? Do we see anyone in the Old Testament being referred to as holy like that? Abraham. 
any prophets, maybe? Or I don't know if Abraham's right. called holy. He's called righteous. Oh, righteous. righteous, that's what it was. Like man of God, but yeah. no prophets. Yeah. I'm not sure. And that's a really good question. Uh, that uh, might be a bigger discussion than we can get to in Romans 15, but... Uh, I want to talk about it, though. I know. I know. Yeah. It is really good. Yeah. Well, because I just see... Yeah, just the end of verse 16, sanctified by the Holy Spirit, was kind of the trigger of all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His thoughts. Well, and the sanctified does seem, I think Lee was bringing it up, like it does seem to be that like set apartness that when, as Garrett was saying, when you receive the Holy Spirit at salvation, you are instantaneously set apart because you now have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And like that's the thing that separates, like that's the sign of the new covenant is the Holy Spirit. So therefore you're automatically set apart distinct, separate. Well, and Israel is referred to as set apart, like a nation mm-hmm. that's set apart. Sure. So I wonder if that, mm-hmm. going back to that, like yeah. Israel versus the believer, like I wonder if that yes. was kind of that avenue of like the Holy Spirit was working in Israel to sanctify her, mm-hmm. but understanding that it needed a, a redeemer in order to actually like... Achieve the full a, capacity of holiness. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So then... So then, I'm just trying to make sure I say this right and not make it sound completely wrong. So I think just as how salvation may not have been manifested in its fullest form in the Old Testament, sure. so we could also say sanctification is kind of along those same lines. In the Old Testament? Yeah. That sounds good. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Like, I think the shell space is there because the word holy shows up a lot in the Old Testament. So there's still a concept of holiness. Basically, you take salvation, sanctification, and then stamp already, not yet, on both of them. Yes. And move on. Yeah, Yeah. already, but not yet. And we might have a little bit more already. Sure. Which, who who says that? We're closer today than we were. Is that Romans? Someone in the New Testament, um, let us, whatever, because the day we are closer now than the day we believed. Sure. Uh, You guys know, like... um, That's Paul. I think it's Paul. Yeah, we're closer now than the day we believed. Anyway, I mean, that's another, another trail of that. But yeah, I think there you go. Okay, let's tackle the last paragraph, 22 through the ends, and then we'll finish 15 there. So. so thoughts on 22 through the end. For salvation is near now to us than we believe. Yes, thank you. Romans 13. I don't know why that wasn't. It is Romans 13. Why did we not remember that? Romans, well, Romans 13, that was like a month ago. So. <laughs> oh, boy. I do... I feel like his charge and um, motivation, calling, whatever you want to call it, um, to to make sure that the gospel is given to those who haven't heard is always just a convicting thought every time I read this section. Like, mm-hmm. kind of the, I mean, 20, I'm kind of going back a little bit, through 22, 23. Like, like he is so focused on getting the gospel to the nations. Yep. Why is Paul so bent on getting to Spain? Of 
heard it. I think it's not. I in church they talk about this. Maybe. Like, because Paul hasn't been to Rome, and that's like the epicenter of the world. But other people have been to Rome. Like the gospel's already gone to Rome. The gospel has been to Rome, so. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he's running there. Spain was not yet taken over by Rome. Uh, I don't know. I would assume it has, but. So, why Spain? I think in church, like, not that long ago, somebody brought this up. I can't remember. I think somebody talked about this passage, but... Hmm. <clears throat> what do we know... How would people view Spain in the first century? What's significant about the geography of Spain in the first century? Go to Africa? Uh, there, Africa was known. Yep, I mean, you have Egypt and Northern Africa. Mm -hmm. that's, uh, the, that's the end of the world? It's the edge of the known world. <clears throat> so you don't... Mm. Are you, what are you thinking? Oh, I was just thinking of like the verse where like from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the uttermost ends of the earth. To the uttermost ends of the earth. Like, so to Paul, Spain is the to uttermost Paul, to Paul, end of the earth. Spain is the end of the world. Yeah. So and there's two more things to add. Uh, so when you go back to Genesis 11 and the Tower of Babylon, mm -hmm. uh, in Genesis 10, which kind of like talks about the nations and then gives the separate the disinheritance of the nation uh, Genesis 10 is called the table of nations so it's kind of like the nations of that day and uh, the nations of Genesis 10 uh, you can it takes a little bit of work but you can track them from far the eastern edge of the known world mm -hmm. to from a biblical author's perspective sure. the eastern edge of the known world to the western edge of the known world mm -hmm. So the table of nations in Genesis 10 that relate to the whole disinheritance of the nations span east to west, the edge of the known world. Basically like Persia all the way to... But Genesis doesn't say, it says Tarshish, which is in Spain. So the western edge of the disinherited nations was Spain. Like Jonah Tarshish? Like Jonah Tarshish. Oh. I think. I'm pretty sure. I didn't know it was in Spain. That's okay. cool. Well, hold on. I could be wrong. I think I spoke too quickly. I'm not sure. Okay. It might, there might be Tarsis versus Tarshish. I gotta oh, check to see if okay. there's different spellings. But either way, when you, when you look at the Tower of Babylon, the nations that come from that, the western edge is Spain of the disinherited nations. So Paul, knowing Genesis 11, seeing that the disinherited nations extended all the way to Spain... And God is on a mission to rescue the nations. And knowing Jesus' promises that the gospel will be preached to the ends of the earth, and then he will come. So therefore, Paul's driven to Spain because he knows that's where the disinherited nations from Genesis 11 ended up. 
as far as I can tell. So Paul's on a mission to bring back the Tower of Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> and when you, so another thing too, when you read Acts 2 and Pentecost, when like people from all over the world come, after like 5,000 people get saved and then everybody goes back to their hometown, the way that Luke recounts the nations of who was there goes from east to west. And where does Luke end? So the, at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, all the nations, what's the farthest west nation that's part of Acts 2 in Pentecost? It's not Spain. It's Rome. Oh, sure. So God's Holy Spirit coming and like everybody hearing the, in their own language. I mean, you have like the reversal of Babylon. Like everyone hears the gospel in their own language and they all spread out from east to west, copying Genesis 10 and 11, but it only gets to Rome. And so Paul says, I need to go further because the, the disinherited nations of Genesis 11, mm. it's not completed yet. Yeah. Rome is as far as we've gotten so far. Yeah. So Paul's on a mission to reverse Babylon because yeah. that's what God is doing. Well, and now, though, as we, as we look at <laughs> the actual nations and understanding that there's much more to the world than Paul. Oh, exactly, Understood yeah. That the east and west of the Tower of Babylon extends much right further. Exactly, yeah. And obviously, we're trying to get into, like, yep. Paul's mind. That, sure. <gasps> like, Paul, like, you get the Tarsus, and Paul's like, there's nothing left. But mm-hmm. Spain was a Christian nation then, right? And look at, look at all of now, like, North and South America, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. mostly founded by Spain. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. well, that makes sense. All yep. of those are like Christian nations. Well, yeah. <laughs> sure. But you know, yeah, I mean, seeing the spread. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I, I think it's just helpful to see like, like, why is Paul so bent on Spain? And it's just because like he he knows his Bible. He knows the story of what God is doing and what God is playing this whole time, and that's what drives him. Is this every nation vision? Like, Paul doesn't view the Tower of Babylon as just, like, a cute story for, like, oh, that's where languages came from. Mm-hmm. Like, Paul's tuned in to, like, like, I'm on a, like, this is, like, so when Jesus talks about the gates of, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what Jesus is getting at. He's like, the, the disinherited nations are spread out and the church is going to expand to every nation. And the gates of Darkness of spirit, those spiritual beings that rule and reign over this world will not prevail against the spread of the church. Mm-hmm. Jesus wins over all the nations. And Paul's like, I'm just, I'm playing my part in that. Okay. What else on 22 through the end? Two brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ, and by the love of the Spirit, to strive together with me in your prayers to God on my behalf. Um, and just like, just that idea of striving together in prayer, and like how He's just asking them to do that for Him. And I know like, like sometimes it can like feel like, oh, all I can do is pray for this person. Like I want to be able to do more, but you know, there's distance separating or all these other things. But like just to hear. Paul saying, no, like, this is, like, really important that you pray for me on this, and just that idea of, like, that attitude in prayer of, like, realizing the urgency, like, striving for it, like, reminds yeah. me of, like, 
Daniel and like the praying and like all the spiritual warfare that was going on to get the answer to him um and just how how important prayer is yeah that's really good like even Paul yeah Paul was like I need you to be praying for me and yeah, we saw, like, I feel like that's just kind of falls so mutely, like, when we hear people say that, like, you know, hey, we really need your prayers. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, strive. <laughs> like, yeah. like, don't just, like, oh, yeah, mm hmm. But, like, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, that's such a, that's a, that's the Christian thing to say. And, yeah. But actually, like, no, like, I, I need your prayers. And, mm -hmm. yeah, that's really good. I'm glad you wrote that up, Nicole. And it's cool that, like, Paul's writing this and, like, some of the people he's writing to, he's met personally, but he knows that this is going to go through, like, all the Christians in Rome, and he mm -hmm. probably hasn't met all that many of them. Mm -hmm. But he trusts that, you know, they're going to receive this and follow through and pray for him, and that those prayers will matter, mm -hmm. you know? Yep, yeah. And that's kind of cool, because I think it, like, shows, like, at least Paul's desire for the unity, not just in the Church of Rome, but like all Christians. Yeah. Mm. You know? Ah, that's a really good point. Mm. Hmm. Oh, that's good. All right, what else? 22 through 33. What does Paul mean when in verse 29 he says, I know that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessing in Christ? I have a note here that says, Blessing um, could mean of the um, could mean gospel of Christ, but like I don't really understand that verse. Yeah, I, no, that's good. That's that's a weird phrase. Yeah, like the fullness of the blessing or fullness of the gospel. Yeah, like you walk in here and you're like, "Hello, I come in the fullness <laughs> of the blessing of Christ," and you're like, like "What is this?" You mean? come in the fullness of the blessing of Christ. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. What does? Do you have the original text in front mm -hmm. of you? Does it say blessing? Uh, speaking well of, a good word, a okay. blessing. Okay. I just had a note that said, like, some manuscripts insert the word gospel instead yeah. of blessing. Mm -hmm. Oh. But. Well, I think it says, like, of, insert of the gospel, right? Do you have that or no? Oh, yeah, yeah sure. Mm -hmm. So, like, instead of fullness of the blessing, mm -hmm. oh. of the gospel. Oh yeah, is it of the blessing or is it of the blessing of the gospel? Uh, in I will come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel, or just of the gospel. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, like it may a good not word or like good news about Christ <laughs> would make. I guess the blessing of Christ could be. Like yeah. The gospel, yeah. Yeah. I don't have a variant in there for gospel, but mm. I could see how the gospel of Christ, or yeah, the word gospel could be inserted before Christ. Sure. Either way, I don't think you need the word gospel to possibly get to that conclusion. Mm -hmm. To just say the fullness of the blessing of Christ. Sure. Mm. Of Christ's message, of his work, of <laughs> of Christ, like that could be. Yep. <laughs> Literally anything. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Any thoughts on what that, like, what does Paul mean? Peace and out, Scott? Yeah. Right. Do you work tonight? Yep. All right. What's your takeaway? Um, at the end, I was kind of thinking, like, just cool that, like, the prayers for him and the mm -hmm. letters, like, actually reached Rome and they weren't, like, mm. intercepted by some. Yeah. Tribe of somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. You know, and 
burned or something. And exactly. Like God saw saw it through. So. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Has anyone seen the movie Nineteen Seventy One? I just watched it on the plane once. Nineteen seventeen. Nineteen seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. yeah. Trench warfare. Yeah. Yeah. What maybe like these people who are getting this message went through? Mm-hmm. You don't know any of that. You don't hear about that. But yep. like, who knows? Maybe there was weather. Maybe there was yep. like I said, like armies. Who knows? Yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts, contributions to what we study I'm, next? I'm gonna support whatever. Like I know, it, I don't know. I don't think there's a wrong choice. So. All right. Well, I have been going through the second half of Genesis on my own because. Well, we'll put them all together, and then I'll put them in a poll, and we'll vote and see what comes up. So, Makes wasn't sense. sure if you had any to throw onto the list or not, but you're just good with whatever list we come up with. Yeah, sounds good. All right, see you, Scott. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, what does this phrase mean? Fullness of the gospel of Christ. I'm trying to look at like the context. Like, what is the completed this before that? Um, oh, when therefore I have completed this? Uh, delivering the gift, the money to oh, yeah. mm-hmm. the saints and the Christians in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Where is this? I'll visit you on Middle Spain. I know that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the gospel of Christ. I mean, is okay. no, go. Is he referring in any way to what he will come with, like financially, or like because he's been financially blessed in order to do this? Like, like is he is he kind of coupling the blessing of Christ with their support? blessing upon them or even just like as far as like what what the apostles like teaching was like during this time before there was a canon of scripture like mm-hmm. completed like what he was going to be sharing with them or his yeah I, I don't know well like verse 27 it's using that blessing language again and kind of bringing what you said with the Gentiles have the spiritual mm-hmm. blessings, so they ought to be material blessings. Right. And then he says, okay, I know that I'm going to come to you in the fullness of blessing of Christ. So maybe he's saying when he comes, he's going to bring those physical blessings and spiritual blessings. Yeah, like understanding that they're tied together. Yeah, understanding that like when he comes, 
It's gonna be a good time of life. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 1971. <laughs> Just like 1971. <laughs> so I think he's like saying like, when I come, I know that you know through Christ we're gonna be able to spiritually and physically and materially encourage each other. Maybe. Yeah, it seems like it. It is a pretty vague phrase. Yeah, it's so vague. I think fullness is really throwing me off. Yeah. I, I kind of like what Megan was saying, just kind of the coupling with the, the two blessings that are brought up in 27. Yeah, I didn't the notice that. Spiritual before. and material. I mean, I think that, for me at least, that makes the most sense with the context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe the fullness is like, like, you guys as Jews, like, you bless the Gentiles spiritually because through you has come the Messiah and they're blessing you financially. So maybe the fullness is like, well, you know what? You know what's better than, like, any type of blessing is just, like, Christ is the best blessing. But even that super vague is like, well, what does that even mean? So I guess even if we do say, like, okay, maybe he's just going to bring some type of, like, physical and spiritual blessing through Christ, it still leaves us with, like, well, what does that blessing look like? I mean, are they, like, <laughs> either way, we're left pretty vague with it, but just start greeting people that way. And like so we have like a handshaking time at church you should be like alright go around and greet one another in the fullness of the blessing of Christ <laughs> just see what people do we say things that are that far off <laughs> <laughs> I mean I wonder too if like part of it is like in verse 32 he says that I that you know God's will is that I come to you and I will be refreshed in your company so mm-hmm. like I wonder if that's kind of like part of the fullness of the blessing of Christ is that like in Christ we're all yeah kind of all sharing that yeah well you mentioned like chapter one like mm-hmm. like I want to come and yeah. and uh, strengthen you and be mutually strengthened by you yeah. like that was all the way back in chapter one like right. I think that can tie into it I think so yeah, yeah. just like remind them like yeah there's that yeah. fullness of blessing that comes when you're together fellowship yeah. yeah like it's not a one sided thing yeah yeah kind of like two way street yeah and when we're gathered yeah. together like Man, we're enjoying the fullness of Christ. And, yeah. Yeah. Alright, anything else? Otherwise, it's probably just about time to wrap it up there. So, final thoughts, questions? It's interesting in 31 how he uses that term, like, acceptable again. Mm-hmm. More of that sacrifice language. Yep, and there's that same word to the... It says saints, but it's the same... To the holy ones. Mm -hmm. Same word. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. Interesting. Sorry. Oh, no, no, go ahead. No, throw it out there, yeah. In verse 30, he uses the phrase, the love love of the Spirit. Hmm. He says, I appeal to you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've seen that phrase before either. It's not usually how it's... Yeah. But he does, in 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 13, he ends by talking about, may the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit Mm. be with you all. Here he says, love. The love of the Spirit. Because you see the love of Christ, the love of Mm -hmm. Jesus, 
Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen like yeah, love, love of, this, of the spirit. With spirit. Well, apart from the fruits of the spirit, the fruit yeah. of the spirit is love. Mm-hmm. But that's like a result of yeah. dwelling yep. with the spirit. Mm-hmm. This is like yeah, from the spirit. The only time it's used, according to this note here. Is that what Johnny Max says? The only time. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But he has talked a lot about the Holy Spirit in this passage, so... That's true. They're sanctified in the Holy Spirit, the love of the Holy Spirit. 19 has, like, the signs, wonders of the Spirit. Uh, yeah, yep, 19, by the power of God's Spirit. Yeah. Sanctified. In Colossians 1.8, he says... Um, he is physically the strong Christ and has made known to us your love in the spirit. Mm. In the spirit. I wonder if it's connected with the prayers in this verse. Because mm-hmm. so much of what we experience like emotionally with like God and prayer is through, through the, the Holy, Holy Spirit, spirit yep. within us. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I thought of that too. Okay. Yep. Kind of the spirit's role in our prayers is is pretty key. And then, like Brian mentioned, too, like 19, you have the power of God's Spirit, and then made holy by God's Spirit, and the love of God's Spirit, so. Yeah, and maybe, like, the unity of, like, all Christians possessing the Spirit, he's talking about striving together in those prayers, so, like, as everyone's offering up their prayers, like, towards the same thing, like, having that commonality of, like, each Christian praying, same prayer has the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. it's all one prayer. Yep, yeah, the Holy Spirit is, he's the fuel. And the the power of the church. That's cool. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you wrap it up. Alrighty. May the God of peace be with you all. Amen. <laughs> some people some people think that Paul ended Romans at thirty three and then like other people like added on sixteen oh, yeah. later because he says like May the God of peace be with you all, Amen. Mm-hmm. Stupid, but just throw it out there. It's just. I feel like Paul has a pretty good track record of like chapter two of books being like, and in conclusion. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. That's true. Exactly. Simply. He's like, oh, and by the way. Yeah. Oh, and by the way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just That's critical cool. scholars with too much time on their hands. <laughs> a little bit bored. So. All right. Well, let's go into some takeaways from Romans 15. same order. So, babe, start with you. separate nations anymore like um 
which is just so sweet like now as believers like in the 21st century like like that's our same mission is to bring people from every nation to the one king that is going to matter so yeah just it's just crazy that we get to be a part of that history that God's been writing for centuries yeah that's really good Jen for you um Conversation about um, like at the very beginning about encouraging and yeah. welcoming one another, following after Christ's example, and that um, just challenging to me, even in how I like what I say is good enough for how I interact <laughs> with mm-hmm. people who are within the body and people who are not yet within the body. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Good. Leah. I really enjoyed too the um, like the kind of the bigger picture perspective. Like I always love to kind of zoom out and take a look at like how the gospel like reaches across history and like even into the future. And it was really cool how you brought up like the glory of the nations and stuff. That I I just like there's so much revelation that I haven't even <laughs> dug into because I'm like too scared to venture into that territory. So it was really cool to see that like. And just to look at it from the perspective of, like, how a Christian in Brazil might feel to say, hey, look, my country will be represented. Like, the glory of my country will be there. Because, like, it's so easy to think of, like, oh, as Americans, we're like, you know, you can take pride in your country. But, like, every country and every person who takes pride in their country can see that represented in the future. So that's really cool just to see, like, once again, like, the gospel is really a global thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's so easy to think of it as, like, an American thing. And it's, like, it's so not, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So it's it's always really good, I think, for me just to kind of, like, take that zoom out and, you know, and look at that. And, like I said, like, draw back to, like, God's original plan was for, like, all people. Mm-hmm. And then just to see, like, how that looks in the church is, like, ha- you know, being in harmony with one another and, and looking at how we can have fellowship through the Holy Spirit, like, through prayer and all, you know, praising God with one voice, mm-hmm. even if we praise God in different worship styles and different countries across the world, like, we're all united in this mm-hmm. one central mm-hmm. t- thing, and that's such a beautiful thing to glorify God that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was really cool just to get the yeah, totally. whole wraparound and everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I kind of imagine, like, the Olympics. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> not focused on man's accomplishments. But, like, yeah. on God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Exactly. So, Revelation, it's Revelation 21, verse 24, uh, is this particular passage. But, so, I'll just read it. He says, I did not see it, this is verse 22, I did not see a temple in it, the new Jerusalem, because the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, because the glory of God illumines it, and its mm-hmm. lamp is the lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, there it is. Wow. Nicole? Alright, well, um, kind of along the same lines, I was just like thinking about the theme of unity in here, and like the one verse that just kind of stuck out to me was um, verse 5, where it just says, May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another. Yeah. in accord with Christ Jesus, that you together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father. Um, 
And just like coming off of chapter 14 again, just how he like turns around to saying, okay, like our goal in all of this is for us to live in harmony, to um, have one voice that's glorifying God, mm-hmm. and then just bringing it into like, look, God has redeemed the Jews and the Gentiles, and then as a result, like you should be helping one another out. And so, like, these Gentiles are helping the Jews in Jerusalem and I'm bringing a fund for them. And, you know, mm-hmm. when I come, I'd like you to help me to get to Spain. Mm-hmm. And just that, just like how awesome it is that God's design for what he wants the church to be mm-hmm. um, is working together in that unity with that one voice. Um, and it's just, yeah, it is awesome how um, Christ can unify such a diverse group of people. Yeah, yeah, that's good. G-Man, for you. Uh, I think it'd be echoing a lot of what's already been said, actually. But um, uh, I guess the the Tower of Babel and that revelation um, was insightful and helpful. Um, yeah, I think just kind of like recognizing um, that the very presence of nations is, in a sense, like a sort of a disunity or um, uh, there's a better word for it but I don't know what it was I forgot now but just that um, yeah yeah, the actual setting apart if you will of nations themselves is actually you know a picture that's sort of contrary to um, to God's design so just kind of thinking through it in that way and I think coupling that with the God of endurance and encouragement and mm-hmm. him holding uh, holding that unity together as really the only source and way that that is preserved. Um, it's just helpful to think through yeah. and recognize and pray towards and hopefully try to live towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Right, you? Um, yeah, I just kind of liked how some of the... Uh, maybe like some of the Old Testament aspects, um, especially kind of like the first half of the, the chapter, just kind of foreshadowing that the, the kind of Gentiles will, you know, eventually be a part uh, and just kind of using that to justify the, you know, him going to the edge of the earth and just kind of also the the sacrificial, like, I mean, the kind of little bit of the sacrificial, like, language kind of brought up in 16 with the... Um, mm-hmm bringing up like offering up and, and sanctifying yeah, totally. so uh it's just kind of cool to, to see that kind of poetic foreshadowing mm-hmm. um so yeah. yeah nice yeah for me i loved all the discussion it was really really good but probably nicole's last point of of prayer what was nicole what was that leah i think okay i was <laughs> i was like well i want to make sure i was saying the right person brought it up but but yeah, the prayer, I just feel like so often, like, I hear people say that, and it's just like, whoosh, just like, okay, yeah, you said the Christian thing, and moving on, but, so, I guess being more fervent in that prayer, and praying for those that are uh, in ministry, and striving for this, and praying for each other, so that was just, like, a good reminder and wake-up call, like, to not let that just fall on deaf ears, but to actually, actually heed that. That was really good. I, I needed to hear that. Well, guys... We've done what we always do. We explored deep and we explored wide in this chapter, and we will do it one more time <laughs> next week. I'll close in prayer and then we can talk about our next time.
Father, thank you for Romans 15. Father, thank you that you are the God of endurance. And my God, as we live in this sin-affected and cursed world, uh, it, we need endurance. And we know that you can give it to us through the power of your spirit. So will you do that, that you would give us endurance to welcome and accept and be unified with our brothers and sisters uh, in the gospel. God, help us to be unified in that vision that we would may with one voice glorify you and that we would have eyes off of our own little kingdom and that we would remember uh, the nations around the world that you are working to bring back into your family. So God, will you use us to spur that on? Would we pray to those ends? Would we give financially to those ends? And would we work to those ends that we may partner with you in what you're doing around the world and throughout history? So God, thanks for Romans 15. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.